0: Hello and welcome to another episode of The Long Finish. I'm your host, Tug Coker, and I'm here as always with my wife and co-host, Catherine While Coker. How are you doing tonight, Catherine?
1: I'm so good. Really happy to be here with you. Tuesday night. Tuesday night. Date night. Wine night.
0: Oh, yeah. Episode 122 of The Long Finish. Took a nap earlier and... One of the kids' beds, putting them to sleep.
1: That's what I always do. And
0: wake up, have some wine. Great yeah. night. I feel like I could go all night talking about wine. But,
1: but don't go all night. No, you need to go to bed.
0: It's like when Kramer decided to break up his day into like four hour increments or whatever. I love it. A little bit of, a little bit of sleep. Yep. Wake up. That's what we're doing as parents. And we're getting ready. This, this is the, the heart of the stretch run to the end of the year. Halloween coming up. We have a kid's birthday, Thanksgiving, into the big holiday season, New Year's. And it starts with this episode tonight for 122.
1: Wow. So basically we're already at New Year's. Is that what you said?
0: That's it. That's our last episode of the year.
1: Oh my gosh. No,
0: we're getting ready to preview what you should be drinking for Halloween.
1: Halloween. Halloween. It's
0: (laughs) Halloween. It's theme for the year. It's orange wine. Orange wine. Perfect for Halloween. So, Catherine, what are we drinking tonight? This
1: is the Unico Zello Esoterico. It's amber wine, orange wine, from the Riverland and Clare Valley in Australia. And this is Vintage 2021. The Riverland and Clare Valley are in South Australia, probably the biggest, most well-known wine region in Australia. Uh, But I don't know a ton about Australia. We've done episodes before, some of the basics. I'll cover a few basics tonight, but mostly talk about this cool winery and what they're doing and this delicious amber-colored wine. It is really pretty in the glass.
0: I will also say we opened this wine last night with hopes of doing the podcast. On Monday night, things just got out of hand. Family just was crazy. And so now we're drinking it on Tuesday night, and we're glad we are.
1: Yeah, it's really evolved. It's gotten better. Which is cool because we're pouring this by the glass right now at Esther's, and so I'm like, oh, kind of awesome to see the evolution of this wine over the course of two days. Great.
0: It's always something we're looking for here at the Long Finish, which is wines that can hold up or even get better over multiple nights of drinking.
1: Yeah, it's changed a lot. Like, this is very fun.
0: All right, so we'll get to the orange wine in a minute. There's no really... I guess we could do... What else is in the color? of Purple, black, Halloween colors. Orange and black are sort of the the colors, I would say. Yeah. So if you were to do like a black wine, how would you do that? If you're going um, to a theme party for wine.
1: I don't know. Maybe I'd... Like a uh, really dark fruit? Yeah. Syrah or something? Re, yeah. Really inky. Something very, very dark. Oh, well, we were talking about Tanat with yeah, a right. friend that likes that. That's certainly inky. But there's other Italian wines too. So many wines, I guess, yeah, are really dark colored. We'll get, Blood. Yeah, ooh. Like, you know, stain your teeth kind of wine.
0: We're doing this two weeks out for Halloween, so people have a chance to stock up for their wines for the parties. Get to this wine in a second. Catching up, I know a lot of people have reached out to me this week. Thank you to everyone who's um, reached out about my car. Got some tough news, folks. I'm going to see a second opinion. That's oh, what I'm going to say. Gosh. We went to I went to one car doctor, and they basically said there's a radiator issue, and a blown gasket of some sort. Oh, listen, I'm not a car person. They did say it's a like multiple thousand dollar issue perhaps and maybe I think their words were it might be time to put this car to rest.
1: Said re- retire the re- Retire the car. the car. Yeah. Yeah, he said retire yeah. the car.
0: Now here's the thing.
1: He's a great mechanic.
0: Great mechanic and a great person. Charged me very little He's awesome. He's, he's, he's someone everyone should have in their neighborhood. Bob. Bob from Ed's Little Ed Little's car shop in Culver City. He's so good. Here's the thing, folks. Oh. I cannot quit this car. I am so sorry. I drove it today around the neighborhood. I will figure this out. I will learn how to fix cars to keep this car alive. Stay with me on this journey. Maybe I'll put an Instagram together of me learning how. You know what? There was auto body in high school. I didn't take it. But maybe I go back to high school and I go to Auto Body and I get this thing fixed.
1: No. Everyone, please send your DMs that he should retire the car. It's time to go. It's the emo- Let's take the emotion out of it. The car is no longer safe for three children.
0: The children have to ride in it. They don't have to ride in it. It'll still be just me
1: Well, and, and I my would baby. like <laughs> it to be safe for you. Oh, this It's a wonderful... You know, it has a wonderful history, this car... It's been with you 23 years, but maybe it's time. It, it can be a storage unit. I'm happy to put stuff in it like before I post it on Facebook Marketplace and just like store it in your car. I'm happy to do that.
0: There is a lot of people in our townhouse complex that have multiple cars and th- that are basically not being run. Yeah, they're storage I'm gonna units. I'm going to be one of them now. Yep. That's me now. That's my life. It's my future. It's my identity.
1: On the other side of that, let me just say that I've taken the train and the bus home. Very true. From work, which has been so delightful.
0: Talk to people about this, please. This is very rare. If you're not living in LA, you don't understand how odd it is. Or I would not say odd, but unusual for someone to take public transportation, not only a train but a train and then a bus. And we're both in shock about how fast you can get home.
1: So fast. It's incredible. Um, it's not hard. I mean, I just got the transportation tap app, which has all the schedules on it, makes it so easy. You download the card onto your phone. And then I took the train, which you don't have to wait in any traffic. It's fantastic. It's so fast. Goes from Santa Monica down to Sepulveda, hop out, walk like, I don't know, 20 feet to the Culver City bus stop. And then I took the six home and it drops us right In front of our building, it takes the same amount of time in transit that it does the car, and I wasn't stressed. I came home, like, in a happy mood. For me, driving is stressful. It's hard. I do not like being on the highways. It's a lot of paying attention. I don't... It's not my natural...
0: No. It's stressful for you to drive. It's stressful for me to have you sitting next to me when I drive.
1: Just... But I was so relaxed on this train and the bus. I just think that I'm meant to be walking and riding on trains, you know. And it was fun. And I saw different sights of the city. And I sat alongside all different kinds of people. It was like so much better. And you know how much it cost.
0: I do, but with I want tra- you to tell.
1: <laughs> oh, God. It With the transfers, $2.15. That's it. Now, listen, I, LA is a very, very vibrant city of all different kinds of people, all different walks of life, all different economic status. And it's awesome that there is transportation that is available that maybe does take a long time from some places, but some places takes the same amount of time as driving like this did. And it's, you know, not expensive.
0: It's one of the things that's very cool about living here for a long enough time. We've actually seen train transportation Across the city take place in Los Angeles. I've taken it several times when the Rams are playing in the Coliseum. We would take it down to USC. You can take it down to the museums or uh, LAFC. That's that's awesome. Maybe I'll do that in the future. Is uh, for games is to take the bus up and then take the train over. It's it's really um, it's cool to be able to see this develop. It's awesome.
1: It's easy, and where we live is just like you know. You just have to walk to these different bus stops, and they're fast too. This driver today, he was on it i was like yeah dude i want to ride with you he was taking no mercy he was barreling down and i was so happy to be sitting there
0: well you mentioned walking it's a big theme in halloween as we walk around their neighborhoods with kids if you got them if not you're taking you know you're drinking some wine at home and throwing some candy out to the kids and we have the wine for you to be enjoying during this great halloween
1: absolutely and if you want to come to Esther's the weekend before Halloween, we're having a Halloween party on Saturday the 28th. And we're going to be serving this wine, which is super fun.
0: Look, we don't go out of our way to promote a lot of stuff at Esther's. And frankly, like we're trying to figure out how to make Halloween super fun. And I think we've done it this year because we have an employee named Artie who can do everything. And he's a DJ downtown a lot of times, uh, a couple nights, a couple Saturdays a week down at General Lee, I think.
1: Every Saturday I think I, mean, I think
0: it's every first and third Saturday. Oh. But he's DJing at Esther's. The 28th of October, we're going to dress up. We'll be there.
1: It's only 25 bucks to get in. You get a drink. There's going to be snacks. Shayna, our chef has already decorated with Are we skeletons? Are we party
0: promoters now? Uh, yeah. We're party promoters. Oh my god. Look at us.
1: Halloween's fun.
0: Yeah, anyway, come hang out with us. We'll be there. We'll be talking about this wine. We'll be dressed up in the same outfits we dress up in every year, which will be a black cat. Are you going to change your outfit? No. I'm going to be wearing a cowboy outfit, or rancher outfit. Yes. So look for us. But let's talk about this wine. Let's talk about the popularity of orange wine. Excited to hear about something from Australia, which you and I don't drink all the time. No. So um, can you remind everyone what we're drinking again? And let's get into it.
1: Yes. So this is the Unico Zello. That's the name of the producer. The name of the wine is Esoterico. Esoteric. It's amber wine from Riverland and Clare Valley. Those are both areas in South Australia. And it's Vintage 2021. I like the label, it's very graphic, it's orange. The bottle itself is kind of like that brown tinted so you can't see the actual color of the wine when you're looking at the bottom bottle, which um, now like most natural, produ- natural wine producers want clear bottles so that people can see it. But the graphic is really cool and it draws attention to the wine. And this producer, all their wines like are really, really well packaged. They they just have great branding. So they're a couple, Brendan and Laura Carter, and they're working with sourced fruit from all over South Australia, working with really well farmed fruit. They have minimal inter- intervention in terms of what they input when they're in the f- when they're in the vineyard, and then they have very minimal intervention in the winery as well. But the focus they're they've got great branding, and they have an Instagram that focuses on the really fun aspects of farming and the wines. And I just think they're like a very of the moment kind of winery for young people to check out. I learned some from website reading about them, but I learned the very most by looking at their Instagram and watching the videos and kind of got to know them as people, which is really fun because I just got introduced to this wine and thought, oh, it's a cute label. Oh, but wow, look at all the stories behind this label. It's
0: a powerful Instagram. I mean, you should do a separate podcast on um, winemakers' Instagrams.
1: No, but sometimes when I teach a class to servers, front of house staff that are younger. You know, they're like 22, they're in their early 20s, they're just getting into it, and they're like, oh, wine's so overwhelming. I'm like, let's go to this winery's Instagram page. Let's look at pictures of the vineyard. Let's look at pictures of the grape. Let's get to know the people who made it. And it helps tell the story without just words. Anyway, this is a great one. It's just really, uh, it makes wine accessible. And that's one of the things that we try to do.
0: 100%.
1: So Brendan and Laura Carter, they started in 2012 and they are really inspired by Italian varietals, wines of the Mediterranean. They want textural wines that are sight expressive. But as I mentioned, they're just working with sourced fruit from different vineyards. Now they are in South Australia and they're, they actually in, I think, last year or the year before, finally acquired their own farm, which it was a 1920s apple orchard, because in addition to grape growing and making wines, they also have a distillery and they wanted to work with fruit and produce. And so now they have this beautiful orchard in Forest Range in South Australia, which is kind of a more a little bit wetter region that they're trying to revive and they're going to plant vineyards there. Which is cool, but this wine, the Esoterico, comes from vineyards in Riverland and Clare Valley. So Clare Valley is pretty much known for Riesling. It's a little bit cooler, and that's where the Gewürztraminer in this wine is coming from. Uh, Riverland is hot. It's dry. It's kind of like the I don't know the Central Valley. Um a lot of bulk wine go growing there, a lot of conventional wine, probably a oh, huge production of the South Australian wine is coming from there, and that's where muscat Gordo, Moscato, giallo, and Greco are coming from. Those are grapes we see a lot in Italy, Muscat Gordo, and it's also known as Muscat of Alexandria. Muscato giallo, yellow muscat. These are wines that are grown in hot areas in Italy, are very aromatic, really floral, jump out of the glass. And when we tasted this wine last night, that's what I really, I mean, when we opened it, it was so aromatic. And is so es- expressive on the nose. So all that was coming out last night, which was really cool. But they want to make these Italian grape varieties and... French as well, drinkable and refreshing. And that's what they're doing. I mean, this isn't like an overly complex wine. Last night, like I said, it was aromatic, it was floral, it was guava, it was overripe peach, it was lychee jumping out of the glass. And today it's more tea-like and has a lot of spice to it and round and savory and covering the full palate. So it's like really gone through a cool evolution. So even though they're working with sourced food, they're coming up with a really interesting blend, great packaging, and being really thoughtful about the farming and the winemaking. Plus, the Instagram is so cool. Affordable? Very much affordable. Oh, and did I mention they are certified B Corp in Australia and New Zealand? Well, which is very cool. Talk about, about B Corp. So B Corp, you gotta be working towards major sustainability, major like earth focus, but you're also taking care of the people that you work for. And you're also giving back. So their goal is to be net zero by 2030, which is pretty cool. They want to be diverting 90% of their waste, recycling it. So that's kind of crazy. Cool. And when they just did their recertification they were very excited because they had reduced their water usage like way lower than the average. And I'm not going to read these numbers because it's too geeky, but it's like really cool. They're really saving a lot of water. And they donated, you know, over $30,000 to charity. And this is a little winery. So I think that is neat. Also on every label, they want to recognize the indigenous peoples that took took care of the land long before the winemakers arrived. And this particular wine is honoring the Najwaite and Najuri country. But each wine lists that on the label. And hopefully that's part of the charity that they're giving back to, is to supporting those communities. That's great. So what else? South Australia. Okay, let me just, uh, you know, I probably should have zoomed out at the beginning, but when you're looking at Australia... It's a very isolated wine region. It's an island, right? Um, the big island. The biggest <laughs> of islands. It is. The four like major regions are South Australia, New South Wales, Western Australia, and Victoria. But the main one, probably that people know, and where pretty much half the wine comes from, is South Australia. And it's not exactly what is most Southern. It is kind of... Southwest, actually. And it's the main big city there is Adelaide, okay? So that's the side of Australia that we're talking about. Barossa Valley is there. Maybe you've heard of that. That's the most renowned region of all of Australia. All the fancy stuff comes from there. The highest of the highest Shiraz comes from Barossa Valley. There's also other regions around there where really great wine is made, like... Clare Valley, where the Versterminer is coming from here. There's an area called Polish Hill with blue slate soils, very known for Riesling, and other little pockets in South Australia that are just, just beautiful for winemaking. But finding Italian varietals, I've seen this from a few Australian producers recently that have found that Australian climate seems to do well with these Italian varietals that like that warmer climate and it's working well. But that's not traditional. Or that's not what's been going on for the last 20, 30 years. The most popular grape variety out of Australia is Shiraz, which is just another name for Syrah, but also Cabernet Sauvignon, huge producer and a ton of Chardonnay. And then second to that, Merlot, Sauve Blanc, Pinot Noir, Semillon. So pretty much all French varieties. So this new emergence of Italian varieties is part of a kind of new Australia that we're seeing this wave of, younger winemakers working more with natural winemaking, great farming, low intervention that want to experiment.
0: That's cool. It's very, it's very interesting. It's interesting to drink a wine from Australia. We've probably done what this is maybe our third on the show. The podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So that's cool to learn about that. Um, we talk about the, the evolution from tonight versus last night. There, we talked a little bit about it, but there's you talked about a tea quality that's coming out on the. Um, and I agree, I agree. It's very tea forward leaning, which I think adds to the complexity of the wine coming out more tonight than f- from last night.
1: So last night, all the aromatics were popping out of the wine. That guava lychee was so tropical and floral perfume, just intensity. But I didn't get a tea-like thing. Maybe some spice, but not really. It was all so fruity and floral. But the palate was almost nothing. It was all in the front palate, just fresh. And today, the aromatics have calmed down, and there's so much in the palate, and the tannin is coming out. And maybe that's why it's giving this kind of black tea vibe, but spices, black tea, there's more texture on the palate, like it starts a little bit creamy, oily, and then goes right to tannin. There's still not crazy acid. This has more medium acidity, which makes it really pleasant to drink with or without food. It's a very accessible orange wine, not crazy complex, but interesting.
0: I generally tend to not love more aromatic wines, so having that component sort of blend in with the rest of the wine on the second night makes me even more excited about the wine tonight, really enjoying this wine. You mentioned some food pairings. What were we thinking for this wine?
1: Definitely anything with spice. Last night, we were having these spicy tacos with peppers that would be delicious with this. I feel like that would be a perfect pairing. Also, fried fish tacos. Yeah, we just put on this spicy kabocha squash soup on the menu. Anything with spice would really come out with this wine. And because there aren't the tannins are mellow and the acid isn't crazy, it really will go well with Thai food, Southeast Asian, anything with spice.
0: We talked about this wine being at Esters. This wine might be available at other small stores throughout the L.A., New York, the country. Yeah, I
1: think what's really cool is that this is an affordable an accessible wine from Australia. A lot of the wines from Australia that we see are either barefoot, which is you can very find that. accessible. You can find that. Very inexpensive and very not complex. It's not, that's just not, it's bulk wine. Or we see really beautiful wines that are so expensive from Australia, and it's hard to put those on the shelf next to California wines. People just always go for the California wines. So so to find something interesting that's in the middle price-wise is fantastic.
0: And one thing we learned by going to Total Wine in August to Virginia is that you and I think orange wine is everywhere, but in Virginia it wasn't in Total Wine at all. So people are having, you know, what's very forward-thinking wine-wise maybe in L.A., San Francisco, Chicago, New York, et cetera, is still making its way out to the rest of the country. So, if you can't find this particular orange wine, if you happen to see maybe any orange wines, grab them and try them.
1: Definitely. Yeah.
0: All right, let's get to the last portion of the evening, which is what has been inspiring us this week. Catherine, you want to go first?
1: Well, I did love my bus ride, but... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was inspired by being on the train and using it. public transportation. I,
0: I get that feeling. I want that too.
1: I, I just feel like I'm with a bunch of people and we're all doing something together and I'm seeing the city in a different light. I'm also like, I can't rush, you know? You just got to sit there on the bus. Like, it was, it's been inspiring to me to see my city that I live in through a new lens and also, like, not drive. <sighs> so good.
0: That's very cool. You're also walking to your train. So you're doing a lot yeah, of the things you need to I'm do. I'm you know.
1: walking and, like, be enjoying being a passenger. It's so great. That's my inspo.
0: I love it. My inspiration of the week is wine-related, but it is about coaching and youth sports. Our seven-year-old played in his first flag football game this weekend and it was a blast. It was fun to see so many people out there, so many parents out there supporting their kids over at Crossroads Elementary School in Santa Monica. But this is a shout out to coaches and parents out there that are still taking their time during the week to teach kids how to play and fall in love with the game. And my sons, our sons, coach happens to be a person in the wine world. It's Jeremy Meyer of Garber & Co. Imports. This is a friend of ours that we've Known from the wine world, but also our kids went to preschool together. I've been wanting to get him to get on the show forever. someday he'll do it because I think his story is very fun. But I want to celebrate him and the other coaches and dads, just, and all, all the coaches and dads and moms that are out there, you know, coaching youth sports. I think it's very very inspiring to see them, you know, sacrificing their time, but also excited. I talked to him on the phone today, excited about developing plays for his kids and all the kids. And he said to me. I just want to make sure everyone has an opportunity to catch the ball. You know, it's just really inspiring to see people who, you know, last week he he was trying to sling some wine in Miami or in in Florida, and then he flew back just to coach. Similar to my story about when we were going to Oxnard, I drove back just to coach and then go back to Oxnard. So anyway, fun new journey in a new sport. I can't really help my son too much. I didn't play a lot of football, even though I love it and watch it. So putting them in other people's hands, but uh, want to shout out all the coaches that are out there sacrificing their time and donating their time to uh, help kids learn the game. And shout out to Jeremy Meyer. Someday we'll get you on the show to talk about it, Jeremy. And we won't talk about wine. We'll just talk about football.
1: Definitely not. <laughs>
0: all right, that's it. That's it for episode 122 of The Long Finish. Episode 122 is in the books. Thanks to everyone for listening to the show. Hope you go out and get this wine Or an orange wine For Halloween Let let us know what you think DM us on Instagram Tell us what you think Of the orange wine We should be back With an all new episode Next week So stay tuned for that Catherine Where can they find you In the long finish On social media
1: You can find me At Catherine Weill Coker On Instagram You can find The long finish There too At the long finish
0: You can find me On Twitter and Instagram At Tug Coker If you have a chance To rate, review, and subscribe To the show That would mean a lot to us All right, have a great week. Until then, mm, be happy, be healthy, and happy drinking. Ciao.